Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is show number 40. This week's guest is Tony Hertz. Tony makes his own pinhole cameras, 35mm, 4x5, and we're going to talk to him about them. Alright everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is show number 40. The ho, Christmas. Ho, 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 I only come once a year and it's down a chimney. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Uh, Tony, how are you? Good. How are you Good. guys? Hanging in there, man. Just just uh, enjoying a nice Sunday afternoon. Perfect. Sunday evening here. Oh, woo, woo. Merry Christmas. Yay. Yep. I finally get to drink a beer. Uh, on podcast day. On podcast day, yeah. I think Sunday is going to start being the official hangover. Though. Mm. Yeah, it's a new day for you guys, right? Yeah. Yep. Are you drinking that? You're not drinking that um, Foster's Green rubbish, are you? No, 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 no. I'm not drinking that. Hmm. No. I'm drinking something better. It's much more civilized over here. I have a nice glass of Malbec, which is yeah. lovely. Ooh, Malbec. <laughs> mold wine why, why aren't you drinking mold wine <laughs> i can i can um leave it leave it or take it or leave it mold wine really right so i'm not, I'm not really too keen i prefer just wine really I, yeah. why would you heat it up i don't know I'm, I'm asking you i don't know do you not have mold wine in the united states of america um, mm. I'm sure somebody does, but uh, not around here. My wife would probably slap you know, me if I. My wife would slap me if I heated up her wine and handed it to her. And, well, you don't just heat it up; you put sp- various spices cinnamon. in as well, cinnamon sticks yeah. and all sorts of shit like coriander that, coriander or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, chili powder. <laughs> chili powder. <laughs> so this... we get a lot of those. Um, we get a lot of those continental markets, you know, like German markets and, yeah. and stuff, and, and they're always flogging your mulled wine. So then it would have like a stick of cinnamon sticking out of it for you to stir with? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you can just go to the supermarket and buy it ready, ready, sort of infused with spices. Yeah. Cool. Have you had Tony, a good week then at Christmas holidays? Yeah, I've had, I've been uh, having a great week. We were supposed to work yesterday, but uh, my boss said, we're not going to work. We're starting Christmas already. So I've mm. just been re- lazy and shopping and. Enjoying my days. I had a day in Cambridge to finish my Christmas shopping. I had a day in the darkroom where I got back into lith printing because 2019 is the return marks the return of the lith. So forget <laughs> forget salt printing. That's, that's that's old hat. That was last we've, year. <laughs> we've moved on from salt printing. We're now into lith printing. Mm. <laughs> so speaking of which, on that note. Tony, do you do any salt printing? <laughs> <laughs> Not as so, of yet. Nope. Well, let, let me introduce our guest. Um, if you're not familiar with Tony, Tony is on Instagram as Tony Hertz, right? Did I say it, I say it right? That's right. That's yeah. it. Um, and I've been following Tony for a while. Uh, he does a very wide, uh, wide spectrum of everything from putting direct positive paper in the Holgas to pinhole to what else do you do tony oh boy a little bit of everything little little digital little 35 millimeter roll film right some 120 medium format um yeah sort of wherever the mood takes me that's sure that's where i go and i uh i kind of threw threw tony off guard uh when i asked him to come on the show because uh one of his uh stories that he had put up he had taken direct positive paper that you shot in 35 millimeter containers right that's right yep and put magnets on them and they were on like refrigerator magnets i guess i guess is what you're going to do with them but uh i thought it was it blew my mind i thought it was really cool when i was like come on talk with us and he's like what are you guys talking to me for and we're like oh, we're interested. <laughs> sit down and talk with us we love all <laughs> yeah. this we love everything so yeah I, was, I know you mentioned that cory about tony's um film cartridge picks but i've not seen those uh, do i have to dig back into the instagram feed well i think that's something i posted to the story and uh, yeah that that's what it was sits yep. around for maybe 24 hours and kind mm-hmm. of self-destructs okay self-destruction <laughs> boom so, so tony you um 
are in the states, but and I know that you said that you're in Wisconsin. Are you uh, kind of anywhere near big cities, or do you have guys? Do you where's, have where's, uh, where's where's Wisconsin? Well, it's in the Midwest. It's in the Midwest. Is that where they grow lots of grain and stuff, and you have silos? Sure, absolutely. Yep, yep. absolutely. Fantastic. Big skies, like like the Finlands. <laughs> yeah, I'm originally from the Milwaukee area and the surrounding suburbs. Wow. Um, Currently, I live a little south of Milwaukee now in a small town. Right. Um, well, why don't you just take a second, Tony, and uh, let everybody uh, know uh, what you what makes your what makes you tick? What makes me tick? <laughs> photography wise. Beer. Photography wise. <laughs> yeah, not the other stuff. That's our, our other podcast that we run. You know, we don't want to go there. <laughs> Well, I think how I bumped into you guys, I've been uh, building my own cameras and things like that and um, working with paper negatives and paper positives. And um, that's something I've been doing for about a year or two now, um, sort of kind of hitting the reset button. You know, I started digital and posting a lot online and things like that. And it's been kind of refreshing just to kind of take it back to the start, you know, and uh with with the pinhole thing cool yeah so you do so you say that you work a lot with paper more than film uh with pinholes yeah that, is that what you do do you have yes. a paper that you like uh more than anything or i know you were we, we spoke yeah the harman about, direct yeah, yeah harman direct positive is, god bless you man i swear everybody who can get anything good out of that stuff is awesome i can't yeah it's it obviously takes a skilled practitioner that's why Obviously, it totally does, man. I'm, it's just beyond my uh, my scope of understanding. So <laughs> I haven't tried. I haven't tried it yet. So um, I'm sure I'll get fantastic yeah. results when I do eventually. We were it. talking a second ago, and Tony was saying that he prefers, you know, cloudy kind of overcast days. And I said, Yeah, Andrew is will probably be really good at that stuff where he's at because of where I'm at, the sun yeah. comes up and it literally stays the same brightness until it goes down. You know, I mean, like there's no. There's no uh, a lot of people days. are getting really good results. Mm. Most people, yeah. most people have to try and tame the contrast somehow. Yeah. So you can do that. You can do that through shooting in overcast conditions. And yeah. I think is that what you do, Tony, or do you? Yeah. Do, yeah. What do you? What, what's do you your do process with it? That, that's absolutely the best. Yeah, I, lo- I love overcast days. I love cloudy days. Um, shooting in in full sun is, I mean, just really rapid. It's it's you got like one to two second exposures with these little cameras I'm shooting with in, in full sun. Um, the ending result is usually really blown out, uh, which can be good sometimes. Right. Um, but kind of carrying along with, you know, just, just as you said, keeping that contrast, those, those dark darks and those light lights is, is mm. um, it, it's, it's more manageable. I don't know, uh, you know, on a cloudy day. If you, you like, if you like soot and whitewash, which is the name of dear old Neil Piper's podcast, mm-hmm. if you like soot and whitewash, then just shoot it straight out of the box, I guess. That's what he right. does, yeah. 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 And you're shoot, tell us about what you're shooting it uh, with, mainly just those um, well, the I little 35 a little bit millimeters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of where I got started. You know, not knowing what I was doing, I just took a piece of a uh, aluminum from a from a soda can or whatever and and uh just sort of reamed a hole right through it you know with a needle and particularly with a lot of the stuff you're seeing i'm shooting with the 35 millimeter roll film canisters is is has a very large aperture it's it's uh like one millimeter wow and the, yeah and the focal length is only 30 so um like i said they're quick they're pretty quick shooting cameras um with that, with that small left stop. Now, can we? Where can we see these images? Because I think they're most of your stuff is on. Are they? Yeah, right. yeah, they're oh, throughout. I said there's there's a vast array of of different mediums on my Instagram. Yeah, so folks, so you if gotta, you want to take a look at Tony's, a little... Tony, Tony's on Instagram as Tony Hurt. So that's not the car rental people. Uh, no, it's not, sir. <laughs> it's not the frequent. It's not the frequency of mains electricity. It's H I R T Z. That's right. So that would be quite a big pinhole for that focal length, wouldn't it? It is. It's very large. And at the time I made them, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, 
now I'm, I'm building some newer ones that are a little bit more precise. Um, now that I know how to use a light meter and things like but, that. But did you like the effect that, that I was going to say, I like this, you know, I do. You were doing. Yeah. I, I thought they looked great because yeah, the beauty, I, the beauty of your work, well, quite a lot of it, um, is that I, I made some notes and one of the words I wrote down was sort of en enigmatic and you did these series of series of diptychs of self-portraits and things and I, I can't even remember what um what medium you use it doesn't really matter it was oh it was multi-grade paper and using, it was, a, yes. using a lensed camera I think but yeah you know, you know they're not very dif they're not very defined images they're uh, lots of shadows and you can't quite work out what's going on and I, right. I would imagine your little pinhole pictures were were like this not that i've seen them yet but yeah a lot of those that you're speaking of i was shooting with the kodak duoflex yeah. which is like a mid-century you know mid-1950s camera mm. uh did a little bit of research on it i guess it's from um it was actually marketed as a boy scout camera huh. and yeah a little snapshot that um take i think it was 620 film it took originally yeah. And um, mainly used for landscape. It's a TLR. And um, so using it close up or within, you know, a personal range, it uh, it's sort of, you, you get a blurry effect to it, which I kind of like, actually. Because it doesn't focus that closely, really. You're just yeah. No, it. it does not. Right. Yeah, that's what I liked about them. They kind of had that lo-fi yeah. kind of. Uh, They're excellent. I don't know. They right. just were, I just like looking at them. Yeah. Cool. So. What is um? Tell us a little bit about uh, the photo, the photo motel. Is that is that a little? Yeah, yeah, the photo motel. Uh, uh, that's a longtime uh, Instagram friend of mine, Robert X Jones. His name is, and he put uh, together a sort of uh, small group of photographers that he hand selected um, that would post. You know, he's got a little schedule every month and we get to post our own photos and curate other people's photos as well. That's pretty cool. That's so you're not hanging out in a motel and say, oh, I just, <laughs> I've got here art, artist in residence at the photo motel. So I imagined, right. <laughs> one of these American motels, a bit like the Bates motel. <laughs> right. And there's you in the corner somewhere, like, you know, making, just being all creative <laughs> in, in a motel. CD motel. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like that. It's not like that. Not quite. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you, you um, go ahead, Andrew? And you have um, you have your own uh, site, do you, for posting the images that you make, or how does that work for the photo uh, motel? Through the photo motel, uh, it's it's typically done via email. Okay. Like I said, we get the schedule every month, and um, we just sort of go back and forth that way. Yeah. It's a nice thing. Cool. And you're and you're also using um, the so w w with that with those paper negatives that you're shoving in the back of the Kodak camera, uh, uh, was there any modification to the camera, or are you just sort of wedging that bad boy in there? No, uh, most typically they were done at nighttime uh, mm -hmm. within you know inside, and I used um, right off my tripod. I used one of those tiny little work lights, you know, those tin lights with a seventy-five watt bulb. Sure. So whatever I was shooting at has 75 watts of light on it. And then I would uh, meter the scene using reflective light metering. And I would um, um, shoot it like that. Uh, long exposure. Well, that's uh, just with the paper. Me. The paper, is it just sort of held in the camera? Is it taped in? or? Uh, yeah, I tape it in. I tape uh -huh. it in. Yeah. Yeah, using that paper, I cut them. You know, it's an 8 by 10 sheet of paper, so I'm cutting... Probably, I uh, yeah, about two inch squares I used. But you're not always using the direct positive, are you? Sometimes you're using Ilford multigrade. I think I read. Yeah, I use the multigrade, right? Resin coated uh, mm -hmm. pearl paper. Hmm. Yeah, I like these ones that you did of um, with the Halloween. Oh yeah, yeah, the, that was in the Holga. It's funny that uh, um, that one. Uh, Holga picture that you did of the Halloween of the jack o' lantern candy, uh, yeah. like the candy pail, you know. I have that yeah. exact same uh, 
they have that exact same candy pill from when I was little. My mom <laughs> saved it. <laughs> and it's in storage. And I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, I know exactly. I got one of those. <laughs> yeah, the Ooh. Harmon really works well in the Holga. I really like the results I've gotten with that. With, with and without pinhole, you mean, or just? Uh, without pinhole. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a pinholga. Right. It's just gotcha. a regular 120 N. Yes, those are still awesome. And then you were messing around with a little while I saw. Uh, tell me about the prism you made. Did you make Did you make a prism? Oh, yeah. I got uh, some little small craft mirrors, you know, uh, square um, mirrors. Oh, here that it is. Simply just, yeah, took three mirrors. Wow, stuck, that's a great idea. them together and uh, just kind of ran with that. Do you see that, Andrew? No. What, what, tell me more. Go to uh, if you go to his Instagram. Yeah, and the I'm third staring. picture. The third picture is. Oh. Uh, and then there's two pictures oh, that inside crazy that thing. post. Yeah, that crazy yeah. thing with the. Um, uh, what up? What is that? A porch or something like whatever it is. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's my. I think that's my three latest posts there. I, I did. Yeah, yeah. So this is something. The next picture. And so you'll this see is the something. Thing. This is something that you held in front of your iPhone, presumably. Is it? Is that right? Yeah, it was pretty awkward, actually. Yeah, you you gotta angle the prism, and at the same time angle your camera, and sort yeah. of just find Crazy. your find I your used, angle. Um, when I, when I had when I was visited recently by the Littlest Holger, which is a, a Holger camera that goes around the world, she turned up with a little Holger prism that you sit in front. And I, I do have one of those for my Holger, but I'd never really used it. So I, I stuck that prism in front of the Holger and just fired away. And, you know, it's, it's all right. I think if you use these things sparingly, you know, but it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So you also use a, um, Tony, you also use the, which one is it? The Ilford, the four by five. Is that, that just a camera? To, what they call the Obscura, right? Is that it? Yeah. Is that the one, the name of it? Yep. That's it, the one they call it Ilford Obscura. Yeah. It's a four by five. Yep. And, and you're doing in that you're using the uh, direct positive paper, but you're rating it at like one ISO one. <laughs> ISO. Yep. ISO one. That's crazy. So that's, that's long exposures for the middle of the day, huh? Minutes. It can't. It. Oh yeah, most definitely minutes. It's. It can range from two and a half minutes. Uh, I think the longest exposure I've done with that was thirteen and a half minutes. Whew. There's some great architecture shots there. There's the one I was looking at earlier, which is downtown. Yeah. Sharon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Seven yeah, minutes. Seven that minutes. There. And that's that's great. Now, again, is this purely unflashed paper? You just because it's that's quite correct. Bright. It's quite bright there, isn't it? Well, it looks quite bright. Maybe it's not. Yeah, it was just simply loaded into the camera and uh, developed after that. No pre-flashing or anything fancy. Yeah. Yeah. I might yeah. have to get myself some of that stuff. Andrew's into pre-flashing. You know, they're into all weird stuff oh, over all there. Sorts of, all sorts of flashing. <laughs> in fact, I was um, when I was doing my lift printing. Did you know I'm into lift printing now? When I was <laughs> doing... When I, was, when I was doing my lift printing yesterday, or the day before yesterday, was it yesterday? I can't remember. Uh, because the, you're using such a highly overexposed print, and the developer is very, very highly diluted, you can actually turn your lights on in the darkroom. So I was able to, I think you have to be careful with it, but I turned the lights on to assess how the print was looking. And it also helps a little bit to bring up the highlights, because the highlights are lagging so far behind in lift printing. Um, because the dense negative, uh, the, the dense print, really, the, the, the amount of extra exposure it had, the, the, hi the highlights are this lagging behind, way behind. And you can turn your lights on and do a bit of, bit of flashing in the, in the darkroom, which is always good. Hmm. I've, I've stunned you all into silence now. Yeah. With my <laughs> in the you start talking about lift printing and I'm just, ah, okay. <laughs> I, can, I, can feel, I can feel listeners tuning out now. It's, so I like how you take these little um, uh, pinhole pictures and put them on like this. Looks like you put it on a piece of board with like some music. Uh, yeah, some poster board. Right? Yeah, this one has nails and like old newspaper wrapped around it or something. Oh, that's what you're speaking of. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've collected um, yeah, just some old pallet wood and things like that out of the garbage from work. Scroll down uh, a bit, Andrew, and you'll get into more pinholes if you're looking at his Instagram page. Put them on my chop saw and mired them, and, and right. threw some 
some old book material on there, glue and and again, those were Harman direct positives as, as well. What these are? What are you shooting these with? Like uh, abandoned home. There's one called abandoned home. Harm okay. photo fix photo paper. I don't know. You must have just made your camera. Yeah, I think I think again those were the the roll canister film. I got um, you. Yep. Yeah, canvas. these are awesome. Uh, the one of the car. I don't know what sort of car it is. The one with yeah. all the curves. That's that's. Looks like the car yeah. Bonnie and Clyde used to drive or something. <laughs> <laughs> they with your little film canister pinhole, are they? Yeah. Do you know? Yep. So, they're, wow. they're so easy to use. You know, I, auto, I just love them. And you can. They're all one shot. Yeah, Sorry, they're all one shot cameras, and, mm. and so you can just pack them in your pockets and and run with them. Right. Sure. Ease is always a definite definite plus. Um, I'm are you using the black? Sorry, Corey, you're using you're using the black film canisters with with your one mil pinhole, or have you made the pinhole smaller now? Hello, <laughs> Tony. Hello, you there? Uh, yeah. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry about that. No, Did you hear I... that? I said, are you are you using the you're using the black film canisters? Is, are they still with the one mil hole in, or have you gone smaller now? Yeah, everything I've posted, uh, you're you're looking at the F30 cameras, yeah, with the one millimeter hole. Um, but yeah, I soon, I'd like to break that down a little bit smaller. You're going to get a little more definition. Better. I like no, I don't leave I like it. I like how they are. They are awesome. Yeah, leave yeah, it. It is. You know, that's I kind think, of what I've been running with. I think that's the joy of it. You know, you you were learning here, and you you were doing, you stuck a pinhole in a tin can and. In an aluminium can, aluminium. <laughs> yeah, and you've got some beautiful images. Yeah, the danger I is like we them. all. We, the danger is we all start worrying that we're doing something wrong, and the pinhole isn't round enough. The pinhole isn't the right size, and exactly, uh, and you end up getting the pinhole sweats because you're worrying about it too much. <laughs> the pinhole sweats, <laughs> and yeah. and I think you can be. You know, we're. we're I'm certainly used to the beautiful sharp pinhole images that you get with James's cameras and Todd's cameras and mm-hmm. Sergey uh, Sergey Lebedev's driftwood cameras and goodness knows what you know. But, but I love actually, the moodiness of these. The, the making a pinhole in an aluminium can with gay abandon and note, note the use of that word, gay abandon, is just <laughs> produces some fantastic results mm-hmm. and and you stick at it because. Don't don't go and make it too uh, clinical. Too perfect, great... right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. I think that's the best part about pinhole. You know, yeah. Just... And you're I... what I love. I've been to the states a few times now, and I I, I suppose like I, I'm just obsessed with photographing Americana and things. I think, oh, you know, I'm just photographing things that the people who live here all the time wouldn't bother with because it's so familiar, but. You're, you're photographing just those things. You're, you're obsessed with Americana and bits and things. You know, from the Instagram pictures you post, those little diptychs, motel pictures, and the, and the flamingo motels, and you know, the, and the hipstermatic stuff. To all through your pinholes, it's this, this obsession with with America, with the road, with cars. Where, where does that all that come from? Where does that all come from? Is that just sort of crept up on you, or is that a deliberate thing? I think it is something that just kind of crept up on me. That's just, I'm, I'm sort of a magnet to those things. Yes. Um, shooting like that. And, and I've kind of, I, I designed that label, that timeless Americana label just by, from what people told me, Oh, your time, you know, your photos are timeless. Mm. Your photos are, you know, have such an Americana to them. And, and um, but yeah, that's not much thinking really just, just shooting what I like and, kind of formulated that way and you can tell i mean you you can always tell when somebody's enjoying what they're doing because uh it comes through and how everything looks you know so yeah that's awesome so what is your uh other than a little 35 millimeter um the little cameras that you make tony what is your favorite uh favorite format like on any given day are you kind of just whatever's happening i'll grab something different and go with this or is there something that you always like uh, yeah, day to day. Yeah, day to day. Really. Um, some days I'm shooting with my iPhone. Other days I've 
I got a plan in mind. Right. I might have a theme in mind. And I sort of got to create the series or get it all out. And, um, but it's most, it's, it's most typically just, just day to day, you know, I'm, uh, I'm jealous because of what, where you're at, you guys actually get snow and snow would be <laughs> awesome to kind of have look at, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, kind of, I look at the same thing and we don't really have much in the, in the terms of changing weather like that. You know, Andrew doesn't get any snow, you so he's not used to it. So. You know, what's interesting about that is that can really change your exposure time. When you got that blanket of snow, it's down, super bright, huh? Yeah, reflecting back. Is, yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to be closer to snow. What, Andrew? It depends how technical you want to be, because obviously, if you if you're photographing in the snow and you're using a camera or any kind of meter, then it's trying to tell you that there's you need to it'll try and tell you to set a way way too lower. Uh, aperture, smaller aperture, or a faster shutter speed because it's just been overwhelmed by that amount yep. of brightness. So, you know, you can, if you meet a directly off reflected light off the snow, you need to probably add a couple of stops to render the snow in the right tonality. Mm. That's right. That's a great word, me? Andrew. <laughs> I've, I don't know what these are. I'm just, while I'm wittering on, I, I'm looking at some Edward Hopper esque images. See how cultured I am with American icons of painting? Edward Hopper. So way down in your Instagram, there's some, I don't even know what they are. There's uh, the square North Main Street, Walworth. Um, So this is a couple of years ago, Tony. Night shots. I don't know what they're on. Oh, okay. Um, You are digging deep. I am digging deep. (laughs) We're digging, man. We're we're digging. Yeah, some long (laughs) exposures. Tony says, there we go. Yeah. You, you're, you're saying lots of things. Oh, there we go. Tony, Timeless I Americana, believe... Main Street, the Pinhole Motel, Long Exposure. Uh, you don't say what I believe you're using that for was that. done uh, with something digital. With my... I think. Yes, a Sony A6000 mirrorless yeah. camera. Is that, is that a digital camera, is it? That mirrorless. is a digital camera. Yeah. yeah. It's probably my, probably my dustiest camera. <laughs> well, yeah, you get that gets less used to, and, and my most expensive camera yeah I, I don't run to that camera much I don't. they're great for um, uh, fixing old classic lenses onto those guys uh, I don't know if you listen to uh, Simon Foster and his uh, American retrobate comrades on the mm. classic lenses podcast no I haven't I heard that well you dig into the classic lenses podcast there's two or three American guys with him and, and him in England and they're ma- they're mainly using mirrorless cameras and f- just but they're they're using some film as well. Simon, I think, is using um, he's bought himself a Hasselblad and a large format camera. But it, th- these guys are responsible for pushing up the prices of old lenses because you know the digital full frame guys, mirrorless camera guys, um, realize you can shove a lot of these uh, lenses on and get some interesting results. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. adaptable. I know. I know you can put a lot of different lenses on there. You know, it's even more the cam- adaptable the camera- than that. What's that? I said, you know, it's even more adaptable than that. What's that? Putting a pinhole on anything, a pinhole. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I've seen that as well. You know, guys putting tin foil or whatever over the sensor and and going with that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I know James uh, posted some pictures. James Garen posted some pictures that he made with i think that same camera uh and he did you see those andrew that he put on the facebook group that he made a pinhole for and he recessed the the pinhole cap way into the body like much closer oh and then you then you posted and said that you gave him the idea or something no i didn't say i gave him the idea (laughs) well you took some kind of credit for it no 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 i didn't take any credit for it i just said i knew that that would work because that's it all the body caps, everybody's making the pinholes for the digital cameras. They're putting them on body caps, mm, yeah, and it's just it. too far yeah. away from the sensor. you got to, like, push it in, bring it in. And, and he came up – I mean, I'm on his own, of course, not not for me telling him to or anything, but he made one for himself, and he, he recessed it way into the, into the mounting bracket. Um, and those pictures he had were great. I thought they were from his – I thought they were from a film camera. I thought they were from, like, a 6 by 9 camera. 
Is that because the sensors are relatively small, so that pinhole getting closer to it, you're... Well, I think that just, you know, like whenever you have a longer focal length with a pinhole, it doesn't have quite that wide angle, up close, bending everything kind of feeling that you normally get, you know, if you're shooting with like the six by six, his six by six camera and you have it an inch away from something, the fork looks as big as the table in the doorways, you know what I mean? It doesn't really have that because I think it's just... It's too far away from the sensor for the 35 millimeter. You have to bring it in much closer, you know. Um, and he did it, man. And that look, I was like, wow, I'm getting to make me one of those. I probably would stop shooting. I would probably stop shooting film. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys. <laughs> you guys do much of that pinhole digital stuff? No, I I, I, I don't have a digital camera. I've never I've never ever owned a digital camera apart from what's on my phone. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, wow. I got that message from you. <laughs> you probably did. <laughs> I do have a habit of repeating myself. That's all right. Mainly, I, because, I, of, mainly, mainly because of the vegetarian uh, food I've been forced to eat since my daughter came home from university. Oh, well, that's good for you. It's good for your uh Tell me about it. Blood, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good for something, but yeah. <laughs> I have a digital camera attorney, but I haven't, I haven't done it digitally only because i don't like how far it brings the pinhole away from the sensor like just putting it into the body cap but you're Uh, all about you're all about distortion and close up aren't you but who um nicole was on the show the other week and she was doing those portraits pinhole portraits and Mm -hmm. and if you don't want you know i've been posting some pinhole portraits uh, and they're most unflattering really they're the ones i handheld at world pinhole day and i just held them up like three or four inches, mostly in front of people's faces, and and that, you know, they're, they're a bit of fun, but they're not terribly flattering. Um, but she was using one with a longer focal length because that Harman Obscura, um, Tony, uh, that, that, that's a longer. You you have one, don't you, Corey? It's a longer focal length. Is that less distortion? For what pinhole? Yes. Yeah, for pinhole, for Harman Obscura. I don't I have think one. It's no. you know. Something like a f two forty eight. Yeah. So. But yeah, it makes it makes really really nice photos. I like the results from that camera. Yeah, but they're not I, so crazy. They're not such in that crazy distortion. Um, no area. No, it's got it's got a real fancy uh, laser etched pinhole, as they put it. And um, yeah, I'm really glad I got that one though, because I sat on it for for probably like nine months. Should I buy this? box <laughs> right you could make I mean, one there's a, a lot of folk on that, a lot of folks are making them aren't they just boxes inside boxes and exactly and that's what i was doing as well i started making uh these little uh origami boxes yeah and uh just out of a black sheet of paper and a box inside of a box mm-hmm. so when i found the ilford obscura i was i was uh, i was really interested in it but i was like oh should i should I take the money and buy that? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it's essentially just a black box. But I thought, oh, that pinhole, there might be a little more precision there. But it's over-engineered. And, uh, I mean, it'll last you forever, sort of not running it over with the truck. You know what I mean? Right. And it's got those little magnets in there, and the shutter snaps open and snaps closed. And it's got a tripod mount. And um, I, Yeah, I love it. It's crazy how just something as simple as a tripod mount completely changes how you look at things and how much yeah. more enjoyable they are. Yes, you know I, got, I, mean? I got 6,000 megapixels and it does, it does this and bells and whistles. Uh, yeah, but it, my pinhole camera has a tripod mount on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited because I ordered uh, one of the, the Titan, the Harman Titans from Mike, Mike Walker. Oh, have you? Uh, and I think that has like a cold shoe on top of it, and it has a it does spirit level yep. a little bubble. I'm like, oh my god, yep. a bubble on top. Of it? Well, well, James have cameras sh- have bubbles. So, have you shot that yet? I haven't. I ordered it from him uh, just a couple of days ago because he um, on the on the there's a group on Facebook that's the pinhole photography um, workshop group workshop it? group. Yeah, and they had announced and said, hey, we have 500 members, and he. He made an announcement. They don't know. They they lost two. Yeah, they lost two. To, they're down to four nine nine now, which is really funny. But I had already <laughs> ordered my camera before that happened, so I was in, you know. Um, but Mike Mike Walker made an announcement. Uh, he just he's offering a Christmas special on the four by five 
He doesn't miss it. He doesn't miss a trick. He's he's nearly as yeah. bad as Zeb Andrews at trying to flog yeah. things to people. He, he got me, man. I mean, the, the price he gave, the price he was like, hey, you know, good this price. Is included shipping. I was like, oh man, okay. Yeah. So I ordered one. I got one. The price um, he charged nice. you, if it includes shipping, he's virtually giving you the camera. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean, that was that was the whole that was the whole kit and caboodle, you know. So I had um, that was that was the first large format camera I owned was the Harman Titan four by five. Five by four, whichever way you say it, and I bought it at a photography. <laughs> I bought it at the photography show in Birmingham, Birmingham, yeah. uh, the proper Birmingham, <laughs> not Alabama, uh, right? <laughs> Birmingham in the West Midlands, and it was. Um, I bought it from the, the guy who was there on the stand was Steve Brearley, who was their technical director, and he was there. They just launched it, I think. I think they'd not had it out very long, and I bought one at a discounted price. And I loved it. And I, I sold it a few years ago to fund the purchase of something else. But that produces some crazy sharp pinhole pictures. I've got some I've got two or three examples on my Flickr um site if you if you go there. But um I keep thinking, oh I really ought, I wish I hadn't have sold it really. But it was super sharp, you know, really super, super sharp. But you he's since they've since brought out some different cones because I had I think I had a fairly wide angle one. Um can't remember 75 now, but... i think i think he said 72 he, he sent it to me with the 72 million yeah well that would said... be that would be pretty wide on a yeah. oh, it was 20 odd mil in 35 mil terms yeah, in, a, in, a, in a in a four by five yeah yep so tony have you um messed around with any of the x-ray film um no that but before? no that is intriguing though what i i, I Andrew, you've gotten something recently, right? I'm sitting here un- underneath my modified Polaroid Instant 20 camera. I'm sitting here <laughs> yeah. staring at a box of Fujifilm X-ray film. It's mm-hmm. a big box. They didn't even wrap it up. They just sent it to the post, this box with a label on now, it. Now, is that like, something that's newly manu- manufactured? Or is oh, that yeah, something that's... Yeah. No, that's yeah. what they oh, used okay. to look at your sure bones. That was expired film. No, no. Okay. No, no. It's from a regular. You guys in the states can get it quite cheaply. I had to pay shipping yeah. and tax. Shipping I was and taxes. Ask. Yeah. Okay. Shipping and uh, taxes. I think even even when I had it shipped to the UK, it was um, time they'd added all the taxes and shipping in. It was still under seventy pounds, which for a hundred sheets of eight by ten. But you can get deal. it. You can get it. I think you can get it probably half that price if you go on to Amazon. Oh yeah, I ordered yeah. mine. I ordered. I'll send you. Uh, I'll give you the link, Tony, if you want. But. Yeah, um, I'd love to. Yeah, he won't. He won't send you any though, because he won't send me any. So I had to go and buy. <laughs> I had to go I'll and buy some. to Tony. I have to send some to Tony, and I have to send some to someone else too that I've been talking to about it. But um, I ordered mine, a hundred sheets. Yeah, hundred sheets of eight by ten. It was like thirty bucks. Yeah, eight dollars. Yeah. Is that the food? Did you get the Fuji stuff as well? The mm-hmm. um, HRT hormone the gr- replacement. The green stuff. Yeah, the green Is stuff. Your- yeah. They've Does changed yours... it to HRU now. It's HRU and HRT are effectively the same thing, but it's the it's uh, yeah. Is yours? Mine had some emotion, emulsion, emotion, emulsion on both sides of it. Yeah, it does. The Fuji stuff is, has emulsion on both sides, so you just need to be careful. James Guerin helpfully shared some information on using it. Yeah. So I've got some uh, pieces of glass to fit in my bottom of my trays, and of yeah. course you don't agitate much because it builds. Yeah, man, crazy, crazy contrast. Use, use a dilute rodinol, rodinol developer. That's what he suggests, and you you almost leave it like stand development. I think barely any mm-hmm. agitation at all, and you watch it develop yeah. under your red safe light. Yeah, you can use it under red safe light. Yeah, that's right. So I've, I've had crappy it. weather since I got it. I haven't really. I've got my eight by ten pinhole camera sitting here as well, and all good, to, all good to go really. So I, I think I'm going away on Christmas Day to visit the in-laws so i'll probably get bored and need to go and get a distraction because there's going to be loads of screaming kids there you know what that's like oh you enjoy <laughs> that <laughs> i need to go and do something other than listen lo- to screaming lo- kids screaming kids uh on a, on a christmas high oh, God. <laughs> that's even oh, like worse <laughs> hang on while i just drink more wine hang on while yeah, i just yeah, okay. try and forget about it in the in yeah. the numbness of red wine <laughs> so i'm going to use that over christmas the um over the Christmas period. And then you... after, slightly after Christmas, on the Friday after Christmas, I'm meeting up with Neil Piper and Alex Yates. Uh, I and, feel sorry for Neil and Alex. And uh, Joe, Joe Baker, who he's on Twitter as Evil Chutney, which is the, just the coolest Twitter name. Evil so the four, of, the four of us are meeting up outside a brewery 
in a town uh-huh. in a town called Wisbeach in Norfolk. And um, we're going to shoot some pinhole and go and have some food and beer and whatnot. Yeah. Do nice. you? What's uh? What is your New Year looking like, Tony? Because me and Andrew have both uh, pre <laughs> pre planned and focused. We're <laughs> focusing in on our <laughs> on our projects. Uh, do you have anything exciting coming up that you're going to be putting a lot of time into, or a show, or anything going on? What's, what's going on? Oh boy. <laughs> I can't look that far ahead. Right. <laughs> I'm not a very good planner. You know, I just I, I just kinda wing it. So nothing sure. big for the new year as of yet. Uh I am looking at, at going larger though. You know, I'd I'd like to start shooting. You know, I, I'm all the way up to four by five now. I'd like yeah. to start inventing some kind of camera that can shoot a eight by ten full sheet. Yeah. You know? You know what I found out about that man is I I kind of got to four by five and I went past four by five a little bit and everything seems to like everything just doubles in price when you go. <laughs> like, oh, for four, sure. Well, four by five you can you can use like I have the SP four four five developing tank so I can still use my dark bag and do it like that and like after that if you're unless you're using paper I mean if you're using paper then it won't be that big. Or the X ray or the X ray film. Yeah, well, if, if you go into shooting film sheet film, man, it gets like. Whew, Especially color film. Yeah. Get you some Ektar in 8x10. Mm, no. But you can buy <laughs> no. um, FOMA. I, I use quite a lot of the FOMA 100 film at 4x5, and that's beautiful. But some you're not people, using that people, for pinhole, though, are you? I'm, four not, by I'm, five. Not, I'm not really shooting much um, 4x5 pinhole at the moment because I'm my camera's on loan to somebody oh that's right the zero uh, huh? no no not the zero no. oh no. yes sorry the zero yeah, yeah. both my, both my zeros are on loan piper has got the smaller one and you're so just, nice if, if you need to borrow anything tony yeah, just ask me just hit me ask up. andrew yeah <laughs> that sounds nice i'd be interested in trying some of them film cameras <laughs> yeah what, what would you guys recommend what, what do you like most I, I hear you talking about reality so subtle i hear you talking about you know the zero image i think um, um you know, I really think it's a preference more, you guys have. It's really just comes down to just basic aesthetics for me. The only thing that I like about the realities better than the zero images or any of the other cameras is the shutter system is totally enclosed with the body. So you can put it in and out of your pocket and I don't have to worry about it catching on things. That's it. Ah, that's, I, that's, that's my the draw two, for me. I mean, my that's, two, that's me. my two, my two favorite six by sixes are. The reality so subtle, and also Todd Schlemmer's Oscar Terrapin camera. Yeah. I have both, um, and I and I, what what I love about the Terrapin camera is the really intuitive shutter mechanism. It has a it has that circular shutter, and you just stick your finger in a hole, yeah. and you move it round till it stops, sure. and then you can move it back. Hmm. And J- James Light Beyondu has the uh, magnetic sliding things, and that and that works well too. Uh, and and you don't really need the cable release for either of those, but I just uh, the Oscar shutter mechanism. I just yeah. I think I think Todd has nailed that really. Well, um, even even with the Oscar shutter mechanism, you still are pretty slimline. There's not like anything protruding off the face, no. like a little lever or a little you know a little no. a little stick sticking off it that you have to slide, or there's nothing no. to get caught. You know, you can put it in your pocket, you can put it in a bag, you put it in your jacket you know whatever I, i've never had um an exposure happen from the shutter being open from my from my reality i just haven't you know no the reality is the reality is great and, yeah. and some, sometimes the way i use that is to um open the shutter with the lens cap on just with the lens cap reverse covering and then just use the lens cap to move away from the pinhole and then put it back again, you know, and that works quite well as well. Then I know there's no risk of any juddering or. Yeah. That's using, you're talking about doing that with the, the six by six F. Yeah. 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 But yeah, the one yeah. that has the filter thread on it. Yeah. Sure. How about the, uh, undo? Have you guys ever tried that? I, ha- I was only on the original Kickstarter when they first came out and I had a six by at the multi-format one, which was, I think maybe six, twelve, six, nine, six, six. And I used it a little bit, but I, I think I, I thought I was, by buying the multi-format, I thought that was a good thing. But actually, I, I soon realized I prefer a camera that just functioned as a camera in that kind of size, you know. And, yeah. 
and yeah. and if I wanted to do six by six, I wasn't I didn't want to take this huge, well, relatively huge ondo around with me with a, with the masks in. I'd rather have a small, pocketable six by six camera. Yeah, so right. I decided then if I wanted to go to specific formats, I'd buy cameras, or make cameras, for yeah. that format. Sure. But I think I was very tempted by the latest Kickstarter. I think that the the iteration they're on now, version three, sure, they've learned a lot. They've they've picked up on some of the design uh, improvement things like James done with the magnet. They've got similar shutters. I notice they've got the rise and fall. So you've got like James has he they they now incorporate the so you can take the pinhole above or below the horizon. They have a, a really neat magnetic filter system i think looks really good so they look great yeah they look great and they yeah. look pretty as well the, the the james garen cameras and todd's cameras of course being um todd's are, are manufactured using 3d printing and james is i don't think he uses 3d printing does he Corey? some other no technique? he uses a uh like a a abs and some kind of abs plastic um but they're pretty robust i've used both oh of yeah those. both of those have been soaked oh, in yeah. water and i That's you know my, mine, my yeah. i'd worry about my i worry about my vermeer wooden camera and and the zero things if they get you know soaked yeah. so there's nothing wrong at all with uh <clears throat> with undo cameras i i haven't used one only because i had gotten a zero image and the shutter mechanism uh drove me crazy and shortly after that james came out with this six by six so i bought one of those so when Andu started doing their thing, um, I was, I was, just, I just didn't need another Tony, six by six camera. That's it for me. That's Tony, the reason. Andu even sent Corey a camera. They sent it they to did. him, wow. and he still hasn't used it. I have used it. I used it. <laughs> it's a little. It's a. It's a. It's a little wide for me. I mean, it's a little bit. It's not as. Um, Tony, you'd like it. Do you want it, Tony? I'll send it to you if you want it. I'd. I'd love to have it. Sure. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send it to you because uh, I, I can I join the to, ranks of you film boys. Yeah, well, I was trying to make a five by seven camera, um, and uh, I put it up on the Instagram page, and uh, Elvis from uh, from Andu saw it, and he's like, "Hey, I have some five by sevens, and I'll send you one." Uh, so he sent me one, and I shot, and I shot with it. It's a great camera. There's, I, I loved it. Uh, it's just the. F- Focal length on it is a little bit longer than what I like. Yeah, it's, it's not a one twenty. It's not a one twenty camera, yeah. Tony. It's, it's five a by five seven. by seven. Yeah, but Corey's okay. offering you something free of charge. You see, so don't say no. <laughs> you co- only thing I ask is that you cover shipping. If you cover shipping for me, oh, now he's backtracking. Um, you see how he's I'll backtracking? <laughs> He'll be asking for some money for it soon. Once we're off, <laughs> no, no, I don't want he any money that. for it. He did that to Gutterman. He 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 managed to con Gutterman into buying Mike Gutterman into buying. Uh, that Holger wide pile of shit. No, no, no. My, I, I, I offered the camera to Mike. He thought I meant just to give it to him. And I was like, no. Like, I was like, I'm going to sell it to you. You know, I'll give you a great price for it. You should have seen the deal I gave him on that camera, Andrew. It's such a good deal. I won't even tell you how much I sold it to him for. <laughs> Tony, Todd, um, Todd Slemmer also shoots a lot with pinhole, uh, stereo pinhole cameras. And he posts oh, yeah. he posts his images. If you if you dig into Todd's Instagram feed, you'll see uh, some of his pinhole. And you if you if you put them on your iPhone or on an iPad, and you uh, uh, and it's you have to kind of defocus your eyes, and you can free view them and and get this stereo effect. If you kind of relax your eye muscles, it's it's a it's a kind of a Zen Jedi Knight technique you have to employ. <laughs> but you can suddenly see these images pop into into uh into 3d focus if you if you try try and really hard oh. uh, but you made your your own stereo didn't you but i think yours were using different pinhole yes. sizes tell us a little bit about your stereo pinhole adventure. and you used it out of the iphone box didn't you yeah i used yeah. it right out of the iphone packaging um and which is a perfect box really mm-hmm. i recommend that if you're using and uh i was what was it? The four by five sheets of Harman again, mm-hmm. I was using and just kind of ripping the long way. So I had this, this, you know, shorter, uh, two inch by, you know, five inch photo plane. And, um, I actually did experiment with not using the same size pinhole, but using different sizes. I wanted to see if I could get one more detailed and the other one, a little more blurred out. Um, 
but yeah, that was a fun project that worked out pretty good. Um, I have a series of, I've been collecting cigar boxes too. You can go into the smoke shops or these vapor shops they have now and, and um, mm-hmm. make out for um, perfect pinhole boxes, four by five. Or um, what made me think of that is I got one right here that's kind of longer, you know, like the um, iPhone box. And I'm planning on turning that into a stereo pinhole too. Cool. Will you use the same, <clears throat> excuse me, the same pinholes on each um, lens? I think I think this time I will. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to try that. I think you spoke about having them with separate shutters, so you could either do one or two or both or whatever. Exactly. Yes. And hmm. you can, uh, if you, then you can do what Todd does. If you post them, and then you, if you, if you free, you can without because you can get those viewers like the Victorians used to use, but. You can hold those boys up to your eyes, and I think it helps. I'm really short-sighted, so I can hold images really close, <laughs> close to me, and uh, and see things. So I can I can <laughs> I can manage to see the 3D effect, whereas I think it can be quite, uh, quite tricky. Yeah, yeah. Sounds pretty interesting. What was his name? Todd. Yeah, Todd, Todd so Schlemmer. Todd Schlemmer. So he, on Instagram, he's either as Todd underscore Schlemmer S C H L E double M E R, or he might be. The Schlem, mm-hmm. the the SCHLM. Yeah, if you go into just go into Google or whatever and type in Todd Schlemmer, S C H L E double M E R, he has an Etsy store. Have I said that right? Etsy, S T, mm-hmm. whichever way that is. Etsy. Etsy. Yeah. S T, S T. That's carbon yeah. oil. Is it? <laughs> oh, it's been... Whatever. You know that <laughs> site that sells where you can sell your stuff. But he he makes he three D prints his cameras, mm. Tony. Yeah. Um, and he has all of them open source, actually. So if you have a three D printer, you can print his yeah print. So you can buy them from him, or you can. If you go uh, back into one of our yeah. Corey and I's early shows, uh, so I don't know when that was, sometime in early summer. Mm-hmm. He was a guest. He was a guest on, wasn't he, Corey? Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. Hmm. Yeah, he's very awesome. cool. Yeah, but he's on Instagram as uh, what is he on Instagram as? The Schlim. Mm, I, I can never remember. Because he's on, he's across, he's across all the social media. But sometimes he's Todd Schlemmer, and sometimes he's the Schlemmer. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he's a, he's a, he's crazy. But I love your American. I tell you what, I so those, um, I can't remember whether we were speaking off air or whether I'm just now repeating myself. But those, um, those little sound vignettes you posted with weird sound and pictures. And you did three of them. I think yeah. you were calling mm-hmm. them binaurial, or something. That was something to do with two and the fact that you can hear because or a u r a. That's a clever use of. Is that a made up word? But if it is, <laughs> it, it describes it describes it perfectly. I don't. No, I don't believe I wrote that word. But um, <laughs> it, it, it is sort of a in stereo or, or yes. you know, uh, double vision on you know. So you've got these, you've got these images, which I think are pinhole. Uh, I can't remember now, but whatever they are, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they are pinhole. Yeah, and you've got these weird sound effects, haven't you? Um, You can find these if you go to Tony's site and just sort of scroll down a bit. You'll see them because they've got the, they've got the camera sign there, so you can click on them and get this. And they're kind of rough-edged photo paper. I guess you're using. Yeah, just ripped. Hmm? Yeah, I just ripped them. What's the story behind that? Because it seems to me you've put those together quite deliberately with those noises. And I think I've been to several installations over the years where sound and images are put together and it can be really powerful. And I think this works really well. Mm -hmm. Early on, I was shooting a lot um, and I would take my images from the week and I culminate them, put them all together and I put a song to them, some kind of backing track. Um, when I started working with Pinhole, I kind of thought to myself, what, what's, what's the song? You know, what, what kind of music would go along with this? Mm. And I, I couldn't find anything, to be honest, with, with the way my images looked. So I found that white noise um, would yeah. work the best. Sure. So I st- started taking all these different samples and tracks of white noise and posting them for Is that what it is? So generally, exactly un- generally under the heading of white noise, it's very discordant. I think is probably the word that springs to mind, and yeah. it's um, 
kind of it had me kind of mesmerized and set me on edge at the same time. I thought, yeah, it kind of put me in a trance. I don't know what it was about it. I liked it. Uh, (laughs) I like that though. I I mean, I, I I like it being able to see your look or listen to something and it kind of stops you from thinking about everything else. And you're just focused in on that, you know, thanks for having the patience to actually look at it. You know, I, I think a lot of times on the social media thing, you're Mm. a lot of people do a lot of flipping, you know, now that I'm slowing things down with pinhole, as I say, kind of reverting back and kind of starting over, um, I don't, I don't think people take the time to actually Listen look at to this the whole thing. Yeah, right, right, definitely. And yeah, we, all, we cool. all, we all engage and follow so many different people, and you know, and it's hard to spend all your time just, you know, you just. Uh, I was alluding to this last week. I think you know, you can. There are so many great sites out there. You can be spending every minute of your day, you know, look at, looking at people's work. I mean, and I think that's the benefit of doing this podcast. You know, we have some great people and, and it forces me and Corey to, you know, look a bit harder and slow down and stop. Yeah. Um, and and appreciate your, it a little more. Yeah. yeah. And at least if somebody's got their work all in one place, I'm, I have mixed feelings about Instagram, to be honest, but you know, it seems very popular and I use it a lot, but it was, um, at least it meant I could just sit and look at your work in one place. And when I got stuck on those um, those images with the music, the white noise, um, that was fabulous. Yeah, yeah. And you're shooting a bit of instant film. Are you still shooting instant film? And have you used any? Have you done any yeah. pinhole instant work? No, I have not done any pin, pinhole instant work. And uh, something I'd like to try as well. Um, but yeah, I, I've been shooting old Polaroid cameras that, you know, the real old ones that you know, date back to the 60s, uh, yep. Polaroid 100 and mm-hmm. 104 I have, and with the peel apart film. Hold on to that yeah. because the uh, Kickstarter is... I just saw that, yeah. is nearly ...is nearly funded. If you haven't, they've got about £20,000 or dollars or something to go, and they've still got another 10 or 11 days, so they're getting close. And that's it's, sort uh, of a one-shot system, isn't it? It's yeah. If you go on to, um, if you if you if you listen to the latest Sunny Sixteen podcast with with Graham and Aidan Rachel, they interviewed Doc Florian Caps, who is the man behind SuperSense and also was the one of the driving forces behind bringing back the Impossible um, or starting the Impossible Project. So Doc is now behind the Pack Film, and he's got some really good help with. Um, uh, the guy behind du- uh, Double Films, um, Uber, and they've developed a very simple but effective solution to pack film using one shot, and they're using the old um, 690 base Polaroids. Uh, 690. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, 690, which was one of the one of the um, well-respected color films. So they've got a big batch of cold stored 690, and they're using that as a and they've got something like 50,000 feet of it or something like or, Good or, Lord. or, or kilometers or something. <laughs> kilometers. They've got it. They've got enough to keep going for a few years. And then they're working on other emulsions as well. So, um, you know, they're hand making this stuff. So it's, it's not going to be at the same price point as Fuji material. It's, it mm. is, um, you've got to be really, uh, considerate with your use of it, but I've backed it. I backed it. Um, I got in and backed it. And if you, if you want to use those old cameras, I have a couple of Polaroid 103 cameras, and I, I love yeah. the I love the Polaroid peel apart stuff. And Absolutely. Then uh, you know, you I think the price will come down somewhat, but you know he's hand crafting these things, and that comes at a price. So yeah, you know, but you can use you can. You, there's some folks out there modifying pack film cameras and putting pinholes on them and stuff, but. I suppose the easiest way is to go and buy yourself a Diana camera, which has a built-in pinhole, and then you can get the Polaroid mm. back. I think they, they wasn't there just a Kickstarter recently mm-hmm. about a, a yeah, Diana, a Diana. I think Square, a Diana Square or something. Yes, but that would have the probably have the pinhole. My Diana F has a pinhole, so you can either shoot it as a lens camera or as a pinhole camera. Mm. And you can put your Instax back. Corey's just dived into Instax, haven't you? Yeah, I like. Um, I'm I'm having fun with it. I like. Uh, yeah, just just the camera I have has a, has a bulb setting on it and has multiple oh. exposures. I actually took some pictures of Are my you sure son. Are you sure about the Mini Ninety? 
Uh, He's got Neo... the same as you, the Neo Classic. You've got the Neo yeah, Classic, haven't you? Neo Classic. That's yeah, that's is, the one yeah. I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good camera. I did some uh, multiple exposures of my son today, actually, and they came out pretty good with the Christmas tree and his silhouette. Uh, I put one of them up on the Instagram page, on my Instagram page, actually. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I, I like having it. I mean, it's kind of, uh, I, I know this is going to rough some people's feathers probably, but I enjoy shooting that and having that as color instead of using like 35 millimeter, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not much of a 35 millimeter film fan. Mm-hmm. It's just not, this doesn't work for me, you know? So I like having the Instax cause it's kind of instant and it's color, you know? So yeah. Yeah, I don't even I don't even shoot color film actually. I'm I'm pretty much and basically just a black and white. Well, they make um, a pretty nice monochrome for that now too. I have a box. Have you tried of that? It. Yeah, well, I have a box of it. I got when I bought it. Um, it came with a with a free box of, you know, but you could you could pick color or black and white. It was like a Black Friday special or something, you know. And uh, it comes with black and white. I've shot the black and white with it before, but it seemed like it was kind of never quite got to black. It was like a. It has a, a bluey. No, it gray, has a it has know? a sort of bluey. It has a bluey yeah, cast to it, so. which I quite like. I've shot yeah, the um, I've shot the. I only, I have an old Instax wide camera, the two hundred, I think, and which I like. You know, it's fine. It costs me next to nothing, and I like the results. And I quite like the monochrome stuff. It's quite high contrast. You know, yeah. but it's uh, it's yeah, nice. it is. Nice to yeah, I um I actually got uh, you sent me some pictures, Andrew, and that got my little um. I've been thinking about it. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take, I'm going to make myself a little box, a little pinhole box. That's the size of the Instax film. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, uh, you know, load it with a piece of the Instax, take a picture with it, put it in back in the, in my dark bag, get a rolling pin and, and pop the stuff and develop it and see how it looks for pinhole wise doing it that way. Um, and see if that's going to work. And if it works, I think I'm going to start, I think I might buy some uh, of the wide stuff and try it with that if it works out good with the end stacks, you know? Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it'd be interesting. <laughs> Another crazy idea. <laughs> Even, you know what? You know what's crazier than that? Mm. Tell everybody about the uh, contest that you just that you just put up about <laughs> the best comment <laughs> for... Andrew's giving away 100 rolls of film. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm giving away a roll of film to um, whoever comes up with the best caption that uh, tickles my fancy. Of my, of pit, caption of a picture of my mug. With... Yeah, so if you, go to the Lensless, uh, if you go to the Lensless Podcast Facebook group on the announcements, so that's the post at the top. If you didn't know what Corey Cannon looks like, go and look at this um, <laughs> picture. And he's got some kind of weird Rudolph glasses on for yeah. look at, looking at Christmas baubles and seeing. I think it's like LSD for your eyes. You put these yeah. glasses on and you see weird shapes. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So yeah. you need to get stoned or pissed and then put these glasses on. <laughs> so, I, so Corey made the mistake of sending me this close-up <laughs> photograph of his face. <laughs> Which I immediately shared to the group and said, "Come on, um, see what you got." Yeah, and so a <laughs> couple of got. a couple of our normal retro baits like Toby uh, said something, and somebody I forget who's who's commented, but there's a couple of oh Neil Piper, I think they've put some rude comments on. They've already started, huh? Yeah, that's yeah. all right. So we'll see. It's all so good. You, you just have to tell me whether it's one twenty film you like or. Or 35 mil film, and I'll send the winner something once I decide which is the best. I'll judge that in a, in a week or two's time. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, well, listeners, I think we're going to say um, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Did there you go. Happy farewell. holidays happy, to my happy American friends. Well, we'll be back. We'll be back before the New Year, though. We will. Yeah, we will. Who have we roped um, in for the 30th of December? Graham from the homemade camera the homemade camera podcast. podcast. Not his sidekick. Out. We're not you oh. know, not allowing, allowing Nick on the on the show. No, just maybe Graham. maybe one day, but I guess just Graham right now. Yeah, yeah he's going to come and talk to us, and I think that's probably going to be a uh, not so much about um, form and and texture and wonderful pictures as it is going to be just a straight tech show, you know. Uh, Graham is really into uh, talking about cameras, you know, and so I think we're just going to go through and just have a good, 
So we had, a shout out, we had a shout out for the Classic Lenses podcast. The, uh, the, the, two, the two podcasts I'm listening to most at the moment are the Classic Lenses podcast uh, for sheer entertainment value because I don't understand much of what they're talking about. I don't either. And um, the Homemade Camera podcast, which I started listening from episode one. And uh, I, think I'm, I think I'm up to date now. Um, and they just talk about everything from in a very simple way uh, and a very easy to understand way, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's a very well put together podcast with a, a great deal more thought and structure than ours. <laughs> yeah. Well, Graham's definitely going to be excited, and definitely going to be in a talking about uh, techie measurements and everything. Because oh, he's he got things little... to sell as well now, hasn't he? Uh, well, he made that little camera, that little thirty-five millimeter camera, uh, yeah. the pinhole one, you know. So the three D block. What did he call it? That's not what he called it. God, I can't believe it. So, something okay. squared. 30, yeah, 30, thirty-five 30, squared. Thirty squared. Um, so yeah. yeah, so yeah, it'll be interesting. So uh, he's coming next next week. But Tony, if you want to, uh, if you'd like to let everybody know where they can find you, uh, Instagram or if you're on Twitter, uh, let everybody know your information. Yeah, I'm on Instagram at uh, Tony Hertz. T O N Y H I R T Z. Z. Simple and easy. <laughs> just that simple I'm just that simple yeah, that's great Jeez. and you're not a twittery person are you no not at all never even mm-hmm. tried it I'm not either don't worry you're not missing anything oh you are <laughs> it's where it all happens on twitter that's where I talk about Corey all the it's time he has much. no yeah. idea uh, yeah, no one, idea. one channel is enough I've yeah. tried other yeah I've, I've tried other uh, photography apps sharing apps and uh, I was on a few of them at a time and it's it's yeah. just overloaded. Yeah, me too. That's I got the same way. I was just like, nope, I'm out. Yep. And you can have it. So, all right. Well, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, oh, ho. And we will talk to you again soon. See awesome. you, everybody. Merry Christmas. Okay. Bye-bye. Right, thank you. Is it enough? Yep. Okay, so I'm going to hang up. I'm going to go uh, get myself something to drink really quick. I've got that. I have some uh, Malbec. Some mulled wine? I don't know what mulled no, wine is. No, not mulled wine. <laughs> don't, don't heat up red wine. Perfectly good red wine. What's wrong with you? Just drink some red wine like I'm doing. <laughs> All right, so when we come back, we'll be ready. Okay? Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.